where LinkedIn fits in the best is because LinkedIn has the these professional targeting options that many other platforms do not have. LinkedIn's also a very expensive channel to use, so it serves the best purpose using it as top of funnel lead capture. You have the targeting there. You can get in front of the people that you want to capture the lead there. And then once you've captured that lead, then follow up via email or phone call. Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. You're going to learn three key things today. One is why do LinkedIn ads after you've exhausted all the opportunities with organic posting and also outreach. The second thing is the three biggest mistakes to avoid when doing LinkedIn ads. And I must admit that blew my mind. And then the third one is different formats to maximize your return. Hi, I'm Paul Higgins and welcome to another podcast. If you're a regular and I love those reviews, those iTunes reviews, so keep sending them through. If you're new, even a more special welcome. If you love what you hear or see, please subscribe. I recommend you take your own notes, but we do have an excellent summary of the key points plus all the links that will be in the notes on the app that you're listening to. And also there's a chance of the transcription if you go across to our website. And also I look down from time to time in the interview. That's because I'm capturing all the value to make sure those summaries are as rich for you as possible. So our guest today is a previous tech founder and an ex-IBMer who really saw that some companies were killing it in marketing, some weren't. So he wanted to really dive in and understand that. In 2016, he started Speedwork to help those companies. And that now has led to being one of the best LinkedIn experts on the planet. And by listening to this, you're going to really find out why. And he's got a brilliant guide at the end as well. And now he does help people. He's actually done over uh, 100,000 leads that he's generated and he's managed millions of dollars in spend. And he does give his heart and soul in this interview. So please stay to the end. Over to Anthony Blattner from Speed Work Social. Great to have you here, Anthony. Hey, thanks for having me, Paul. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. We're really looking forward to this conversation. To be honest, it's a little bit selfish because I myself want to get more into LinkedIn ads. So I'm going to ask you lots of questions, which I've written down as if I'm a prospective client. But why don't we just kick off with, you know, you do LinkedIn ads. Who do you love to do them for? Yeah, I'd say most commonly it's uh, mid-sized software companies. Um, kind of group it into like the mid-sized tech bubble and then professional services uh, we work with a lot. So any, uh, you know, any organization that's looking to target a professional, a niche professional at scale, that's where LinkedIn ads comes in great. Uh, and I'd say most commonly it's a company that has a sales team who, uh, you know, maybe they're doing some of their own outreach prospecting and they're just looking for more good leads in their pipeline. That's where turning on LinkedIn ads and wrapping it up is really going to be useful. Yeah, great. And, and what are, you know, you sort of hinted on it then, but what are some of the typical problems that they've 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 got that you help to solve? 
Yeah. So a couple of problems. Um, number one, if they're already running LinkedIn ads, oftentimes people come and they're not getting great performance out of it. Um, LinkedIn ads has a couple uh, things that are different than other ad platforms, such as like Facebook. So we there's a couple of different configurations we'll see that are very often off. Um, so I can kind of talk through those. Yeah. But- I was going to say, what, what are those? Let's yeah. So just number one is performance wise. Uh, most people, most people have done Facebook ads and maybe are migrating to LinkedIn and Facebook. It's best to give it a big audience and rely on the AI algorithm to go find the best person for you based on who's engaging, who's converting and all that. Um, so Facebook's very much give it a big audience, rely on the AI to do to do that optimization for you. But on LinkedIn, um, you have those targeting capabilities to know, to get very niche into what industry, what company size and what job total you want to target. So you want to, you don't want to leave anything to chance on the LinkedIn side. Another difference is that on Facebook, you're usually paying for every impression, whereas on LinkedIn, you're usually paying for every click. So we want to, we want to eliminate the chance of any untargeted clicks that are very expensive on LinkedIn. So basically what I'm saying is on LinkedIn, you want to flip that and give it a very specific audience so that you don't leave anything to chance and that you're not paying for untargeted clicks. Um, That's probably one of the biggest things to start is audience targeting. Number two is on bidding. By default, LinkedIn setting is maximum delivery, which tells the algorithm, go spend all my budget every day, whether those people are on or not, whether my, you know, whether, whether it's optimal to do so or not. I think that's a weird default setting to have, but uh, you know, usually recommend flip that to manual bidding so that you can set your bid price. Um, and then depending on your budget, you know, if you're an enterprise company, you'll either need to use maximum delivery or bid high. But for the average, you know, for a smaller or mid-sized company, you're probably going to bid significantly lower than that range that's going to give you, giving you a big cost optimization opportunity there. Um, and then number three is on creative. Uh, so again, on Facebook, you're usually paying for every impression. So it benefits you to have content that kind of draws your audience in. Maybe it's kind of curiosity invoking. Um, we tend to see a lot of that on Facebook, whereas on LinkedIn, again, because you're paying for every click, you want to be very clear and direct on who you're speaking to and what you're offering so that you eliminate the chance of any, you know, any untargeted clicks. You don't want anybody who doesn't, um, who doesn't understand what you're offering or, you know, oftentimes like for example, videos, often people will click before they really know what that video is talking about. So we actually see image ads do better because you can just instantly view an image, understand what it's conveying. And then, you know, you're either going to click or not because you're either interested or not. Um, so tend to be very clear and direct, not, you know, not curiosity invoking like Facebook creative would tend to be. Brilliant. Well, how, how much gold in, uh, I don't know how many minutes we're in, but that's fantastic. Uh, just so a couple of um, follow-up questions on that. Firstly, you know, with the images, is there any words, you know, how Facebook's got certain words that you shouldn't use? What are LinkedIn's versions of, of those? Yeah, so LinkedIn does not have a rule around amount of text allowed in an image. Um, we've had many images that are almost all text-based. But I would say there is kind of a balance there where we do see, you know, you want some visual that's going to grab your the attention of your audience. Um, the best ones tend to be images that represent them or the industry that they're working in or in their clientele. Um, so you want a visual that's going to grab someone's attention and then it's the text and maybe a call to action button that you layer on there that kind of guides them through grabbing their attention to what it is you're offering to what your call to action is to get them to click. And again, you want to be clear and direct on that so that they know if I'm clicking on this, I'm probably going to expect to you know, download something or sign up for a trial or go to a website. 
you want to kind of convey that to them ahead of time so that if that's not what they're looking for, then they're not going to click and then you're not going to get charged. Great. And and you've talked about those different call to actions there. So, you know, there's a lot of debate when you're doing Facebook ads is, you know, should you throw it to a to a landing page? Should you throw it to, you know, a, a lead magnet or value ad? How does that sort of work for, for LinkedIn? Yeah. So I'd say most people have, so, so LinkedIn is, I kind of talk about the broader funnel first is that link where LinkedIn fits in the best is because LinkedIn has the, these professional targeting options that many other platforms do not have. LinkedIn is also a very expensive channel to use. So it serves the best purpose using it as top of funnel lead capture. You have the targeting there. You can get in front of the people that you want to capture the lead there. And then once you've captured that lead, follow up via cheaper means because LinkedIn is an expensive channel. So once you've captured that lead, then follow up via email or phone call um, or going back on LinkedIn to, to message them, find a good response rate that way. So yeah. using it for lead capture is where most people find the most success with it. So often we'll start with you know, it depends on your brand, your company, what it is you're offering, but most people have the most success with lead magnets, top of funnel, yep. get somebody interested with that. Um, if you also have a very mature market or a very aware audience, maybe they, maybe you have a well-known mainstream brand, then you can go more direct in things. Maybe if you're using retargeting, then you can go more direct. But if you have an audience that's unaware um, and you're not a mainstream brand, you probably have to start with lead magnets as the only way to get them interested. Great. And then what's working best for lead magnets? You know, is it white papers? Is it a one-page checklist? Like what what are you finding it's working best at the moment? Yeah. Usually I call it, I call them quick and easy downloadables. So that can come in the form of a white paper, come in the form of a checklist. Um, we usually like to have one, one of of those white papers slash checklists, and then another being a case study. We find the case studies often do very well because somebody who's gonna, you know sign up to download your case study, you're going to be advertising that end result that you got in that case study. So somebody who's interested in that end result is also interested in the, in the value that you're offering. Yeah, great, great. So, so fantastic content so far. So if we just take a step back up for a moment, right? So let's say that, you know, someone like me, I'm doing uh, fantastically well on my posting, which, you know, I've had over 3 million views, and, you know, I must admit the algorithm change of late means that, you know, it's n- not as easy to, to get leads from posts as what it used to be. It's more of a in the funnel, as you said, middle of funnel than it is top. Uh, then you've got your LinkedIn outreach, which once again has had a few limitations now. There's 100 a week. And, you know, I think everyone would like a day where they don't get spammed, right? <laughs> let's, yeah. let's face it, right? So I sort of look at that. LinkedIn's my platform. I want to you know, LinkedIn live, I've just got, I want to do more lives, ads. Ads is like, do I add it? Don't add it. You know, why would I add it? So I'd love to just get your your perspective on on that. Yeah, my, my take is that, you know, ads aren't for everybody and that you should probably start with the organic and free methods first. Um, you know, that's kind of the best way to get started on LinkedIn. Um, be active, Use Sales Navigator to see what targeting options are there. Explore your network, build your network, post, get views. There's a lot of great value you can get from just using those. And I'd say maximize that as much as possible because those are the organic and free channels. And then once you're you know, happy with that and you want to crank it up, that's where ads comes in. So ads, you know, you can boost posts. Um, you can, you know, basically you can just 
you know, you can take your ad dollars and put it behind content and get a lot more impressions, a lot more reach out of your content. Whereas, whereas organically, there can be certain limitations in terms of, you know, I'm just going to rely on the algorithm organically to promote my post, um, or I'm going to be limited to hundred connection requests per week. Um, you know, those are good channels, but ads is where you're going to be able to ramp it up. Great. So the boost the post. So let's say, you know, I know I did a, I call them a slider, but a PDF, Increased to old time the other day, like twenty five thousand views uh, organically, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. If I wanted to boost that post, um, yeah, how would how would I go about that? Yeah, so you can only boost posts from a company page, not a personal profile. So right. what you might need to do is like is reshare your personal post onto your company page and then boost that one. Yep. Um, but as far as boosting posts, it kind of comes into the a different part of the marketing funnel where maybe you're retargeting people that have been to your website and you would have a certain audience that's your retargeting audience, and then continuously you would you would boost, you know, you would boost your top performing posts into your retargeting audience so that you know people that have been to your website are going to continue to see content from you. Okay, so when you talk retargeting, um, you know, tell me a little bit more or go a little bit slower on that one, right? Because, you know, when I hear retargeting, I always just think Facebook retargeting. But are we talking uh, LinkedIn retargeting? Yeah, just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so as far as LinkedIn retargeting, um, you can retarget in a similar way to what how Facebook retargeting works. People that have been to your website, you can track those people and retarget them. LinkedIn also lets you retarget people that have been to your company page. Um, so I'm sure there's people that have, you know, as you've been talking to people on LinkedIn who have explored your company page, you can retarget those people. Kind of another step further, and it's not retargeting, but it's it's a specific form of targeting is uh, account list targeting. This is kind of an option that only LinkedIn offers is the ability to upload a list of companies or select a list of companies in the B2B world, you know, ABM is this big thing now, or the, you know, kind of the, the modern approach is, is ABM marketing and it is very effective. So what you can do is if you have a select list of companies that you want to target, you know, a lot of companies will choose, you know, their dream 100 and choose that as their target list of companies, or it might just be, you know, getting specific and Maybe you have a certain list of, I know these companies are using this technology. That's my list of companies that I want to target because maybe I serve software to that piece of technology that complements that technology. Um, so having an ABM list, uh, you can upload that list to LinkedIn and then LinkedIn will know this set of companies. And then I can target, I can layer in LinkedIn's targeting so that I can target all, you know, say salespeople at these companies and then serve ads to all those salespeople at those companies or, or all marketers at those companies. Right. Um, it's a great way to like set your companies and then you can layer in other LinkedIn targeting there. And then this is great to combine with other sales efforts so that if you are, if you do have salespeople who are reaching out uh, into these target accounts, it's kind of a, um, what we call air coverage, where these people are also going to be seeing, you know, posts and stuff that you're going to be advertising to them so that when you reach out, it's more likely that they're like, oh yeah, you know, this logo looks familiar, or I've seen this from this company. I've been to their website before. It just builds that familiarity. Yeah. And what sort of formats? So just take me through what are the sort of different format ads? We've talked about post boosting posts. Uh, I don't, not quite sure what this one is called, but yeah, just take us through what sort of formats there are. So I'll go, I'll go through the different ad spots and then for retargeting, they kind of all make sense to use because different people are going to pay attention in different areas. Um, but the different ad formats are your standard ad is your sponsored content ad on LinkedIn. That's going to be a nice big ad that shows up in the news feed. You can do image ads, you can do video ads, and you can do carousel ads there. And then other types of ads that LinkedIn offers are 
text ads, which right now show, in the, show up right at the top of the page on desktop or on the right-hand side on desktop. Yep. Uh, the note is that the top part ad is gonna be disappearing come January. Um, text ads have traditionally been a nice little ad to have, um, but the top part's gonna to be disappearing. It'll be just on the right-hand side. The other ad format are called spotlight ads or dynamic ads. Those are the ones that show up on the right-hand side. Some people say they're a little creepy because they put your profile picture next to like either a company logo or another image that I can set there along with some other text there. Um, they actually get a very high click-through rate because your profile picture draws your eye to that ad and then we see a higher click-through rate on those. Those dynamic and those text ads that I just mentioned yep. are nice because you will pay per click for those. And while they show up a lot, they don't they don't get clicked a lot. So it's an easy way to get a lot of impressions in front of somebody and not get charged much for those clicks. Um, so text ads, dynamic ads are nice air cover so that if someone's been to your website or if you have a target account list, it's a way to get your, your company name in front of these people a lot to make it more likely for them to remember you in the future. So those two formats are good. And then kind of lastly is like the sponsored messaging ads. Yep. And the, these can be sponsored message ads, which are kind of like a one-shot message ad and LinkedIn's new conversation ads, which are a tree that you can build out in terms of a conversation flow. So the one-shot message ads, um, those are those are nice. The conversation ads are a more advanced format so that you can build out, you know, you can build out a lot of options so that you can have your message and then you can offer somebody, you know, three bubbles to click on. And it can be, you can have them do different things where it can continue down tree or it can take somebody to a website or it can open a lead form. So it's kind of a cool way to have like several calls to action in one yeah, ad. Right. Um, and, and conversation and that ads just shows. So in the sorry, but in the your inbox in LinkedIn, it comes up as what sponsored message. It does, yeah, it's yeah. sponsored. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, it's just a pure text message. And then, like you said, you've got your decision, your decision tree. Because I have used those in the past, and you know, we sort of talked money before budgets, etc. But you know, if if I'm, uh, you know, I've got a two or three sales team, I'm, I'm a cloud partner, I'm reselling Salesforce, Microsoft, something like that. You know, what, what's, what would be an expected spend per day that uh, you think would be a minimum people to play the game? Yeah. Um, so the couple of different levels that we usually see is on the very low end, uh, you know, usually just starting with these retargeting options that I'm mentioning is a nice way just to build familiarity with people who are already visiting your website or your company page. And for that, you can get by with like $500 to $1,000 a month. Um, you know, those are relatively low budgets. You can just run retargeting ads so that you can you can retarget people that have been to your website and been to your company page. Um, that can usually be in that range. And then the next level up is like, if you're looking to start generating leads from a campaign, then we usually recommend about 3,000 per month uh, in the US. Um, prices are most expensive in the US on LinkedIn. Once you go outside of the US, prices do get a little bit cheaper. Um, so we recommend 3,000 per month in the US. If you're outside the US, maybe a little bit cheaper. And then, then you can run lead generation campaigns and have enough data coming in for the algorithm to optimize and for you to be getting you know, enough leads to give to a salesperson. Um, that's kind of the first level of lead generation. And then the next level after that, so we usually see a lot of people will start between around that 3000 per month, just to test LinkedIn for a month or two, yeah. refine your lead quality, see what kind of leads you're getting in. And then once you're comfortable with that, scaling that up to five to 10,000 per month or more, you know, once you've got your campaign running well, then it's just a function of how much budget are you putting in versus the cost per lead you're paying and how many leads you're going to get out of that. 
Yeah, great. And you know how you, you know, there's a lot of testing done typically on Facebook to get ads right in the, the first place, right? How, how does that work with LinkedIn? You know, are you testing different copy, et cetera? Do you get it right? You get it right, then you double down on that. Yeah, what's what's your view on? Yeah, so there's a few different variables that we'll go through and test. Facebook does tend to be a lot of like black magic as far as like, I'm going to run all these tests. I hope something works and I hope <laughs> my algorithm picks up on it for me. Yes. <laughs> Um, like I've run Facebook ads a long time ago in the past, so I've, I've experienced that. But li- for LinkedIn, um, there's there's not as much algorithm craziness. You know, I'm going to set up ads, I'm going to choose my audiences, and then I'm just going to do it strategically so that I know the variables that I'm setting. So, at the the simplest setup is I want to have at least two audiences to split test. And these can be different um, different customer segments that you might have. These can be different seniorities or company types that you want to target. But usually having a different two different audiences so you can split test the performance on each of those. And then inside of those audiences, you want to have two different offers to those audiences. So if you're doing just lead magnets, maybe one's a case study, one's a checklist. Um, and then for each of those offers, then having a few different variations of the ads to see you know what's going to grab someone's attention. So for each offer, maybe having like three to five ads for each offer that you can run. So in the end, what that builds it out to is about two campaigns and about five to 10 ads per campaign. Okay, great. Well, we've sort of gone, you know, we'll go reverse, right? You've just given us so much brand information on how to do it, the different options, the different forms of ads, uh, why. Uh, so, you've, you know, you've done a brilliant job in, in doing that. What about the future of LinkedIn ads? Like, you know, we... You know, it seems to be a lot more paid for pay-to-play platform. I think they need the content on LinkedIn to certainly, you know, have eyeballs there so that, you know, people watch the ads. But, yeah, what's your view in the next 12 months? You know, yeah, what what's happening? What's coming down the, the track that you know that many of us don't? Um, I'm very excited for the future of LinkedIn ads and kind of starts with like they got acquired by Microsoft a couple of years ago and there's been a lot of new developments during that time frame. I know there's some developments that people aren't happy about as far as like the restrictions that have gone on, but I know that they're putting a lot of focus on the ad side of the platform. And there's a lot of new features that are coming up and have come out recently. So over this past year, we've seen you know LinkedIn Lives, LinkedIn Events have been pushed heavily, and there's a lot of new features around LinkedIn Events and promoting events in your ads. Um, so I'd say right now, LinkedIn Events seems to be the focal point for a lot of the new features. So running events, being able to promote events, capture leads through events and retarget people that have been to events are kind of all the different functions that you can do right now and that are kind of brand new coming out. Um, LinkedIn event pages got redesigned so that you know you can you can stream a video through your event to your audience and then it'll also automatically stay up there and people can watch it later. Um, so there's a lot you can do around events. That seems to be their most recent thing. And then come up in the future, um, they've They've started integrating some of the Bing data, and I know Bing data is not terribly exciting out there, but um, it's interesting to be able to have search data mirrored with with LinkedIn data. So what are somebody searching for and who are they? Um, I think we're going to see more interesting uh, integrations with Microsoft tools and Microsoft data out there. Um, And to be honest, in the brand, in the broad scheme of things, we've seen LinkedIn follow Facebook in a lot of ways. So whenever like you want to know what's kind of coming up, it's what's you know what's happening in social media. What direction are these other platforms going on? 
LinkedIn does follow Facebook in a lot of ways. So, you know, what's new in Facebook? We're probably going to see that in LinkedIn, maybe sometime in the future. Not always, but sometimes. So I think we're going to continue seeing new features around that. Uh, they said they're going to have like their own version of business manager coming out, which is kind of amazing. They don't have it yet, but that part's coming out. Um, LinkedIn pages have been expanded recently and LinkedIn articles. So I can't give you like one thing that I'm like, oh, I'm super excited about this one thing, but we are seeing a lot of new features in a lot of different areas on LinkedIn that overall, I'm just very excited about the platform as a whole. Great. Sounds like very momentum and, you know, like, as we all know, you've heard it to death. Gary Lee always bangs on about it, but, you know, if you want B2B, LinkedIn's the place to be. And uh, do you know what share, so as a total revenue, how they make their money, you know, how much is ads and what's it forecast to be? Like, you know, obviously they make a money, a lot of money out of recruiter, sales navigator, um, but, you know, where's ad sort of fit in the overall revenue stream? I actually don't know that figure, um, but I'm probably going to go look it up after this. <laughs> okay. Well, stay tuned. Like, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll drop it in the, the podcast yeah, notes. We'll look it up and then we'll drop it in the show notes. Correct. For so it'll be in there for you. <laughs> All right. Brilliant. Well, look, uh, like I said, I could talk to you forever. It's been uh, really uh, uh, knowledgeable content that you shared, but let's now go into the rapid fire or the deep dive into sales. So uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Fantastic. So uh, first, what's a, a daily sales habit, habit that helps you to accelerate sales? Uh, so for me, I'll have to say like learning and reading and educational stuff. Uh, every morning when I'm getting ready, I'll watch different YouTube videos. Uh, and then throughout my day, when I have breaks, I usually put on a YouTube video and it's whatever I'm working on at the time, I'll find relevant videos to that. And I always see it as a good, it's a good way to like load your brain with information of like what you're working on while you're working on it. Um, so I'd say learning education and most of my answers and all of this stuff is going to be, you know, from the marketing side, because I don't do direct sales myself, but yes. I work with a lot of salespeople and I, yeah, I work with a lot of salespeople. Yeah. All right. Great. And next is what technology helps you to accelerate your sales? Um, so recently, uh, I've liked using seamless.ai for contact enrichment. Um, you know, when you're generating leads online, whether you're doing it organically, you might, you might have certain pieces of contact information from people. And then even when you're capturing leads on LinkedIn, you're going to get certain pieces of contact info from people. And then using a data tool, Seamless is well-priced and has a lot of good data there. You can get Zoom Info as a, as a bigger platform, um, but using those platforms to enrich your data has been useful. Um, and then the tech I use most commonly is, you know, the marketing funnel technologies. Like I do most of the, most of the LinkedIn ads work happens in LinkedIn, but yes. then email marketing automations with Zapier, Calendly for scheduling, like stuff like that is just like table stakes. Yep. All right. Brilliant. And, uh, you, you sort of mentioned it, that, you know, you love getting information around sales through YouTube reading, et cetera. Have you got any um, any other sources or anywhere else you can point people to improve their sales? Uh, the Accelerate Sales Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Jake's in the mouth. So YouTube videos, I've been doing a lot of recently because I like to be able to watch things and then also hear it. Sometimes I just, just listen to it, but then sometimes I'll watch the video when I'm driving, then maybe it's more podcasts. Um, so podcasts, audiobooks, and then YouTube videos are, are most common for me. All right, brilliant. Well, look, you've given so much information, as I said, but what's one action you would like to leave us with so that we can accelerate our SARS? 
Uh, when you're ready to scale up your leads and fill your pipeline with more leads, uh, you know, start with LinkedIn organically, but then when you're ready to scale it up, then look to LinkedIn ads as a good way to do that. Um, you can very easily crank it up. Just got to put more budget behind it, but you can get a lot more leads out of it that way. Yeah. And I think that retargeting is a brilliant idea. So, um, and, and is there any, uh, just quickly on that, is there any sort of minimum traffic, uh, I think because it's so targeted, it doesn't matter if you're getting, what, 300 views to your website versus, you know, 3,000 or 300,000, you know, does retargeting work on any size or do you have to have a minimum? There is a minimum. Uh, you have to, to run a campaign to an audience, you have to have at least 300 people in that audience on LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Brilliant. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Anthony. You can find out more about Anthony and the great work that he's done at speedworksocial.com. Com. Uh, you can also follow him on his blog and YouTube, which we'll have the links to. And also uh, there's a modern guide to lead generation. So if you go to speedworksocial.com forward slash guide, uh, you can get that. But uh, yeah, it's been wonderful having you on and uh, thanks for sharing all your knowledge. Thanks for having me, Paul. It was fun. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I loved how the three mistakes to avoid, we went straight into that, which was brilliant. The other one was around the retargeting. So making sure that you're using that. I've never really thought of doing that. And it's something that I'm definitely going to jump on straight away. And then the third thing he spoke about off air was just the the value of um, what size of deal you should have. And it's about 15K LTV is what the typical deal size should be. And I know for most of you, especially cloud partners, you're, you're well over that. So, um, you know, why don't you share this on LinkedIn? Just take a photo uh, of on from your phone, share it, and just thank Anthony for all the value if you did get value from it. And also, obviously, there's the show notes. Like I said, there's a summary. There's also a chance on the website to get the full transcription if you'd like that. And um, what I'd love you to do is just think about other people and maybe, you know, it's one, 10, 100. I don't know how many friends you've got that are looking to accelerate their sales and most particularly looking to get help with LinkedIn, but share it with them. They will love you for it and you will be their sales hero. Check out all our solo shows as well, where I go deep into a specific topic. And the last thing is take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.